Welcome to the 3D world with OpenGL and Vulkan. Hello everybody and welcome back to the fourth ever podcast on OpenGL and Vulkan. So today we're going to talk about the primitives and the drawing in general in OpenGL. And once more, this is one podcast for the beginners among you. And after this, we catch up with more advanced topics. So, um, first of all, I'd like to tell you um, that I got very good feedback on the podcast and I'm very happy about this one. So I decided to come up with a website um, to accomplish the podcast. And this one is called OpenGL2Go.net. So that's opengl 2 go.net so you write it as you would expect it to write and i will accomplish every episode in this podcast on the page as well and um, if necessary just provide some small piece of code there to show you what we have talked about in this podcast so today it's about the opengl so-called primitives and how to draw so what is a primitive the primitive is quite simple that's a geometric shape in 3D, in OpenGL especially. So when we talk about a triangle, a triangle is a primitive. And uh, of course, all these primitives that exist in the 3D world are made up of, of corner points. And we got to know those corner points earlier in another podcast. These are called the vertices. So one corner point is a vertex. So if you group three vertex together, they make up a triangle if you want so. Um, and there are indeed certain things you need to take care about when you're giving OpenGL the 3D data to draw because it really uh, is a difference in what order you get the corner points of a triangle. So in 3D space and in 3D worlds in general there is a difference between the front face and the back face of a triangle. That may sound a bit strange on the first strike but it makes perfectly sense in 3D rendering when we talk about it later. So how do you know if you see the front side or the back side of a face? Well, that's easy. If you take your right hand and use your fingers to follow the points as they form up the triangle and your thumb is pointing at yourself, then you're looking on the front side of the face. So once more, raise your hand, let your thumb point at you, use your fingers to follow the points along one, two, three to form the triangle. If the thumb is pointing at you, that's the front side. And of course, anything else would be the backside. So that's an easy way to remember in which um, order you should draw your triangles. And uh, always keep that in mind because I often saw this, that people had a perfectly fine setup for an OpenGL beginner and were drawing a triangle right in front of them. And they were so desperate about the fact that they can't see it. And that was just because they draw the backside of it. So they just draw it in the wrong order. And this already leads to the fact that OpenGL in some settings may just do not show anything. So um, keep that in mind, front side and back side, there are really differences between those in 3D space. Now in general, why is it always a triangle? Um, for us humans, a quad may be more reasonable at all, but triangles have a big advantage when it comes to 3D. Um, just remember, everything that is going on there is a bunch of mess. So a lot of calculations going on to find out what pixel is where located in space. And a triangle is always uh, a layer. So um, if you have a geometric system, the triangle will always half 
this geometric system because it's always in, in one layer. As soon as you would have a quad, one of the four points may break out and you have way more complicated um, calculations to be done. So whenever it comes to 3D, just start to think in triangles. That will help you quite a lot. When you've got the data for your 3D scene, um, how do you arrange it? How you tell OpenGL, here's my data? Well, that's fairly simple as well. I assume you all know what an array is, regardless of what language we are talking about. So you just put all your vertices inside an array. So the simplest one, if you would describe a 3D point in space, you could just say it's uh, x1, y0, z0.5. And that will just give you a perfectly point in space for OpenGL. Of course, as soon as you want to draw a line, you just add another few three points and they are all just in an array, one after the other. There is no other structure in it. You just need to know three points belong together, three points, three coordinates, sorry, three coordinates belong together, three coordinates make up one point. So, and of course, if you add another point to it, you end up with three points, three times x, y, and that, all in one array. So um, this is uh, then the shape for a triangle. Just to make sure, the triangle you format them in that way that you always write x, y, that, x, y, that, x, y, that, and so on and so on. And this leaves you with a long list of triangles. And if you take all these triangles together and put them seamlessly very close to one another in space, so that you can't see a gap between them, then you've got a 3D surface, and that's the entire trick. So what can you draw with the 3D data that you've got in your array? That's another nice point about OpenGL. Once you have, let's say, 100 vertices in your array, uh, you do not need to necessarily draw always the same shape with it. Once you've got the data, and at the moment that you're sending the data to the graphic card, you can tell OpenGL what it should draw with it. And uh, there are different shapes to be used. There are the points that we already know, the lines. There is a line strip where one point gets connected to the next one. A line loop, which is a logical consequence connecting the last and the first point again. Then you've got a so-called polygon, which is just a reasonable amount of, of vertices connected to one shape. Then you've got, of course, the quads, a quad strip, triangle, triangle strip, triangle fan. So you should look them up online, but it's just good to know for you that the data always stays the same. So your array always stays the same, your vertices are always the same, and at the moment you draw it, you tell OpenGL what you want to draw with these data. So in the simplest version, in the fixed pipeline, this is where we still are for the beginners among us, you draw with two simple commands. The command to start the drawing is called glbegin. And as this is a function, it has one parameter, and the parameter is indeed the primitive type. So you tell him GL begin, brackets, GL lines. And all the vertices that you will give OpenGL after this call, by a function called GL vertice with different variations, you will get um, lines. All till the point that you call again GL end, which then tells OpenGL, okay, I'm done with collecting my data, please go ahead, draw it. So um, this is the very simple and also quite old approach how to do it. If you 
don't want to work with arrays in the first place. So um, I'm not quite sure if any of you will work with this in a productive system anyway. So let's skip this one pretty quick and come to the more reasonable approach where you just use an array to tell OpenGL, here's my array, I've got the data in it, go ahead and draw it. So again, these arrays are always structured the same way and it, the nice part is up to you how you want to structure them. You just need to explain OpenGL in a later point, a later point how it should read those arrays. So um, in our case we keep it quite simple, we've got an array always including x, y, that, x, y, that and so on. And if you're starting and you're a beginner and you try to draw a simple scene, you should really make sure that your coordinates are somewhere between minus one and plus one on all the axes. So x, y and that always between minus one and plus one because that's somehow the, the space in which the general OpenGL computation is taking place. We will explain this later as well. But if you are just drawing some some information with nothing around in a very simple application, you should start with these figures because as soon as you use figures bigger or smaller than that, you won't see anything. So um, back to our arrays. You've got the array with all your data in it and now you need to tell OpenGL of course, hey, I've got an array here with all my data, I want to draw from it. So what you need to do is you need to enable a certain state for OpenGL to tell them that you want to draw from your array. Remember, OpenGL is a state machine, we talked about this one. So you need to enable the state to be able to draw from arrays. And the function for this is called GL enable client state, getting the parameter GL vertex array, which just tells OpenGL, okay, the data that I'm going to receive from now on will be somehow provided by an array. So this is just the information for OpenGL that there will be data in an array, now you need to tell OpenGL how you have structured your array. And this is a function GL vertex pointer. So there is a function that explains OpenGL how you have structured your array and how it should read it. So this GL vertex pointer gets indeed four parameters. Uh, first of all, the first parameter tells OpenGL so how many, so how many vertices in this array belong together. And so as we have x, y and that we tell them it's three. Here's the statement to be made. Of course, OpenGL can draw 2D at any time as well. If you just give him X and Y, you should be pretty fine and you've got a 2D scene. If you just leave away the Z, that's perfectly fine. But we are going to work in 3D space, so we give him the information that we always have three figures provided for one word to see. Then OpenGL needs to know what is this data made of? What is the data type of it? So we tell them it's GL float because we provided floats in this case. Of course, we can provide other stuff. Let's stick with floats for the future here. And then there are two parameters which explain OpenGL if the vertices are really one after the other in the array or if there is a gap between them because you're providing different information. So you need to tell OpenGL if it should uh, read from a certain offset and if there is a stride to go over whenever um, the three of those vertices have been found. You should play around with this figure to get a better idea what it is actually doing. But in general, the information for you, you enable the client state GL vertex array, and then you tell OpenGL with GL vertex pointer how your data is structured and what it is made of. So these were just settings that we tell OpenGL how to read our data. Till now, we haven't drawn a single 
piece on the screen because uh, we didn't told OpenGL to draw. So that would be actually one of the next lines we need to write in our code and that would be GL draw arrays. So GL draw arrays just tells OpenGL, okay, you already know I want to draw from an array, you already know how to read my data, and now please go ahead and draw this array. And here again we've got three parameters for the function. The first is that we tell OpenGL what should be drawn, what kind of primitive. Is it a triangle? Are these lines? Do you want to see strips? And uh, in our case, let's say GL triangles, so we see the triangles. And then you tell OpenGL, well, you know my array, you know how to read it, and you know there are a bunch of vertices in it. How many I want you to draw now? So let's say we've got just one triangle in our array, that makes three corner points. So we tell the GL draw arrays command that it should start at zero and draw three points. So that's zero, comma, uh, three, to get us the three points for the triangle. So this are actually just three small lines of code once you've got your array with all the data in it that allow you to really draw your data with OpenGL. And this is where I wanted to get you at this point. Um, if you have an array and if you have geometric information in it, um, the draw command that you need for OpenGL actually enable the client state for GL vertex arrays set the GL vertex pointer, so explain OpenGL how your array is structured and how to read it and what it contains. And if you've done this, you can just tell it GL draw arrays, triangles, zero to three, or zero, three on, uh, and it will draw your three points, the first three points out of your array. Okay, and if, if we are a good coder and you want to keep your code clean, after this, and you know, you never know what you're doing next in your code, you should be so fair to GL disable the client state for GL vertex arrays to make sure you don't mess up anything beyond this point. So, um, in the future, we're always going to manage our data in GL arrays um, to keep our vertices all in one place, and we will as well add some more information to it to be able to provide more information in just one array. So let me just sum up quickly what you should remember from this podcast. First of all, OpenGL knows different shapes and these shapes are always called primitives. So when you're reading on the net about OpenGL and you come along the word primitive, don't worry, it's just another word for the geometric shape that you're going to use to draw your stuff in OpenGL. What else should you know? You should remember there are front faces and back faces of these primitives. And remember the sump trick as it is called. Use your right hand, your fingers follow the points. If the sump is pointing at you, you're looking at the front face. When you're a beginner and you're starting to draw very simple stuff, um, keep your values between minus one and plus one to make sure they are in a space where you can see them. That's very important. And remember, it's best practice to use an array, first of all, to put all your data into an array, to always keep the same structure. So you can explain OpenGL, pretty simple, how to read your structure, and OpenGL will go ahead and draw this for you. I will put up some code um, on the stuff that I talked about on the uh, website that I just created for this blog, that's opengl2go.net, to show you what I've talked about, maybe even an image on the on the primitives, um, I'm not quite sure if I will manage to do it today, then it will follow probably the next days. Uh, so just take a look there, 
while you're listening to the podcast to get an idea of what I'm talking about. And um, then you already took another huge step in understanding OpenGL. So I already got a lot of requests um, from you for, for topics that I should talk about, and I'm very happy about this. I will come up with all these topics, hopefully in the next few weeks, and at least um, in the next month, so after one month, we should be pretty far advanced to really cool topics. And uh, as well, uh, next week, I will try to make at least one podcast for you um, about Vulkan, the upcoming API, because there's a lot of questions about this one. So um, just stay tuned. Once again, if you're an expert, be patient with me because I want to catch up with all the people who are not experts right now. Be patient with my English as well. Still, I'm a German guy, so uh, English is my native language, so I mess up some things. But I'm very glad that you listened to this podcast as well. Stay tuned for the next one and uh, take care. Till then, bye. Bye.